0: What is up, guys? We are live! How are you doing? We've started 15 minutes late, unfortunately, due to some technical issues. In fact, my Wi-Fi is so dodgy right now that I am literally tethering off of my mobile phone 4G package just to get the internet connection to run this show. That is, um... that is the level we're at. Oh, hang on. Let me... that's better. So yeah, we're live. We've got lots of topics to talk about. We were supposed to have a guest on today. Um unfortunately it seems they couldn't make it, uh so I kinda scribbled their name off of the uh for what's what I'm looking for. For show notes, uh just in case, you know, someone thinks of becoming a Twitter stalker and being like, You I can't believe you won on the podcast. Um however we will hope to reschedule with them. Um I was really excited as well. It's gonna be a good guest, I promise. You guys would've loved him. Uh, However, we will hear from him another time, for right now we have so many topics to talk about and um, before we do though, I just want to talk about some personal news i'm actually on a podcast after this it's not live it's pre-recorded and i'm not sure when it will be out but i will share it with you once it is it's, it's a personal podcast as opposed to a technology related podcast which means you'll get to see a side of me that you wouldn't otherwise see a podcast called the podcasting couch there'll be a link to it in the description so go check it out because they're cool they're having me on as a guest and that's nice However, before we get started, I have a joke for you guys, which isn't really much of a joke as much as it is just a bit sad. Uh, we've decided that we want to outdo Google with a- offering obscene amounts of money for things that have basically no value. So um, we've officially put in a bid to buy Yahoo off a group of Chinese investors who bought them for like $4.5 billion like two weeks ago. And we're now offering $100 billion for Yahoo because they're worth it. <laughs> if you uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you may have seen that in fact, I did tweet about this during the week and um we will we'll, you know let's cover this first the reason i i made I made that joke which you know wasn't really that funny, but they never are um is because Google have been supposedly offering thirty billion dollars for snap you know for people who make snapchat and sunglasses uh minor downstairs. I looked around just in case I brought them up with me, but I didn't uh but you know those guys. Google have been offering $30 billion to buy their company. Now, I was thinking about it, and I wasn't sure which was crazier. The $30 billion for Snap, um, for a company that is currently floating at $15.94 billion, um, which is only because their market cap rose after this announcement before that was sort of leaked to the press, it was actually $14 billion. So I'm not sure if that's more overinflated, or the fact that Neymar Jr., um, a footballer, that, that he, would tr- he was transferred from one team to another for $263 million, which is also an obscene amount of money. Um, yes, that is, that, that is the question. Which one is crazier? We may never know, but they are both crazy. <laughs> It's, 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 um, hang on, let me, um, let me fix this. Let's, let's, let's calm down. We're not in a rush. We've got nowhere to be. Well, we do. You probably probably have things you want to do. But that's beyond the point. I've been, um, I've had a busy week, um, a busy day as well. I've been up since, like, 9am and I got home, like, an hour ago not even and I've been preparing for this it's been crazy I have some coffee uh, by thanks to I say coffee thanks to transparency I have a mug thanks to transparency I met them at a conference they gave me a coffee mug um, and I use it like all the time I love it oh sorry I also have a t-shirt which is really cool but it's downstairs and I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna grab it sorry the fact that, can we just take a second to appreciate that the fact my 4G is way more consistent than my home broadband right now? Like, it is literally, like, it's being a complete champ about sort of handling, oh, that's, just as I say it, I kill it. Okay, cool. It's because I was I was in another thing, and it, it it's fine. Whew. It's being an absolute champ about hosting this, and it's not, like, not even blinked let me, I want to go into, hang on, uh, one way want to my Vodafone app. I'm probably going to do a video about this. Uh, there, there are a bunch of things I feel like doing videos about over the coming weeks. I'm off to Georgia. Um. Oh, that's not good. I'm hoping that needs to refresh. Yeah, it does. Whew! So for a split second there, it said I had 200 megabytes of 24 gigabytes remaining with 22 of, days of contract remaining. Luckily, it just needed a second to refresh. I actually have 16 gigabytes. If you're wondering how I use up so much data, don't worry, I am too. <laughs> oh, man. I I burn through data like there's no tomorrow. It is honestly a touch concerning. Um, but you know what? Internet videos are kind of my job, so it's a thing that happens. Um D- data is data, and it's if you don't use it, you lose it. So I may I use like almost all of my twenty four gigabytes every single month without fail, and occasionally like I'll use it to upload a YouTube a video on YouTube when my, my Wi Fi is. I mean, when my Wi Fi is acting up, like even though it's not necessary, it's just the fact that it's a bit faster. I'm just like, you know what? Screw it, I'll do. It. So I do. The, the, so circling back to the uh, Google Snap deal, if we can call it that, it seems I'm not sure if it's just me, but is oh hang on, let me fix that. It's been fixed. switches just analytics. Oh, that's pop. That's better. Isn't that better? Yes, it is. <laughs> It seems that so this offer has been on the cards since before, since pre-IPO, right? And it's been an open secret within the execs at um, what's I'm looking for within Snap, and they've been aware of this. But it seems that the biggest roadblock to this, which was also the biggest roadblock to when Facebook tried to buy them, and has led to Facebook copying everything they do, is Evan Spiegel, the CEO of Snap, the founder of Snap. Um, he has been refusing offers left, right, and center. He said no to the $5 billion, I believe it was, that Facebook offered them, um, after, you know, that they IPO'd and uh, went up to, went up as high as $30 billion and then dropped to what is now 15 ish or 16 ish I should say, um. And it seems that Evan really doesn't want to sell Snap. He really wants to hold on there, and I'm wondering if that might end up being Snap's undoing. Google, with sort of having offering that thirty billion, and Snap apparently saying no, we're not going to take it. I was reading, and I'm, I'm going to have to, going to have to check this. Give me two seconds. Um. I believe I saw, yeah. So, um, over the last couple of days, uh, so when was this? The fourth of August, according to The Verge. Google are reportedly building Snapchat Discover competitor into search using Google's AMP technology because they just don't want to wait. Um, it's expected to be called Stamp. What? A, what? A, that's a, that is an interesting name congrats to them <laughs> but yeah it's it's it seems like what's happening is these companies are going hey snapchat we want you to become a part of us Uh snapchat is saying no and then all the other companies going okay we'll just do it ourselves then um, which is kind of annoying because I love snapchat the company or, or not the company snapchat the app and the sunglasses and I think they're really cool and um, I think it's not nice of everyone to be copying their stuff But, you know, if you're not going to sell to anyone, that's what you're going to, that's what ends up happening, right? And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, Snapchat, for all the stuff they offer, uh, constantly being hunted down and, uh, and need to find something fast, um my friends are slowly moving away from snapchat more and more and so for me as as much as i love it and i i really don't want to use instagram stories right because that was you know instagram stories and facebook messenger for facebook my day or whatever it's called and then for whatever facebook facebook version is called and then whatever the whatsapp version is called but so they're all blatant rip-offs and i don't want to use them out of um out of you know uh, an appreciation for the fact that snap was the first but you know people are moving away from snap and we looked at it last week and more people use instagram stories and facebook stories on a daily basis and it's just becoming harder and harder to justify and the question in my head is will this lead to the death of snapchat is this is this google offering snap a lifeline And Snap turning it down, you know, I think this will be one of those situations where it either goes really well or really badly. And in my opinion, as much as I love Snap, I think this is one that ends badly for them. Which is a shame, but, you know, it happens. Companies come and go. Oh, man. So I just realized the first topic we covered wasn't even in the title of this episode. However, however, we do have ones that are in the title of this episode. So Let's go with, uh, let's do it in order. So let's start with the Apple. Uh, Let's move this and that. Oh, hang on. That's what we were after. Let's talk about Apple's new watch, shall we? So, Apple are thought to be working on a new version of the Apple Watch. Uh, This version is expected to be a standalone Apple Watch that functions via uh, LTE, uh, which is, you know, what you'll find in your mobile phone, and if you have an Android Wear device, a lot of recent Android Wear watches also use LTE with a SIM card in them for things like just usage outside of being connected to your mobile phone, which is great because it lets you take phone calls or use data, whilst anywhere, you know, you don't need Wi-Fi, it's, it's like having, it, it is literally a SIM card in your phone. Now, Apple was said to have been working on it and expect were hoping to release one last year. However, they ended up with not doing so due to but what, what was thought to be issues with battery life, the Apple Watch already doesn't have the best battery life. Uh, it ha- you know, the screen has to turn off whenever you're not sort of do that whole like flick motion because the battery just doesn't last long enough. So mine hasn't, my smartwatch hasn't always on, di- let me just switch to my camera view so I can see what I'm showing you guys. My smartwatch hasn't always on display. Um... And, you know, you, you can't do that with an Apple Watch purely because it just doesn't last. Whereas this with the always-on display tends to last about a day and a half. Um, and I really like that always-on display because the big part for me is, you know, I can always glance down at it and not have to, like, do that really dramatic wrist movement or have to tap on the watch. It can, it's just a lot more subtle when I need it to be. I can glance down, see the time, and then just kind of, you know, not have to make a... Big fuss out of it as such, which I think is important sometimes because you know it—it's it, not that every time I check the time I'm being rude, or every time I get a notification I like, glance down at my watch it's because I'm being rude. It's because. You know, I might genuinely be interested in what the time is if I'm in a meeting, for example, and I know that I'm expecting something to happen at a certain time. Or if I know that I have to be somewhere at a certain time, I might glance down at the watch just to see how we're progressing in this meeting, just to make sure, you know, we're, we're going at the right pace. It's not me being like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm here. Why is it only half past eight, right? It, it's me wanting to make sure that we're running efficiently and effectively and so you know you have to be able to glance down in such a way that people don't think you're like glancing down at watch currently subtly i think is bad enough in certain situations right if you're sort of glancing down at your watch and someone thinks you're being disrespectful anyway and then you're like playing with your watch trying to make sure that you know you can actually see the time i think that's sort of some next level disrespect um, for some people so that that always on display would be a great feature for an Apple watch and it's it's my biggest go-to feature for my smartwatches. there's there's a great budget smartwatch made by what's it called hang on let me let me look it up real quick I can't remember the name oh actually what I will say though I can't remember the name however um, one of my favorite youtubers uh made a video about it let me find it real quick uh i'm gonna chuck in his channel real quick uh so this is kanoopsie go check him out. he's a cool dude i've tweet he replied to my tweet once <laughs> uh let me just type in watch he makes really cool videos I love his um style of thumbnail they're really cool uh where is it? What's that top? It might be my top one, you know. No, here it is, the Tick Watch. So I'm gonna try to not show more than like two seconds. Um, so you know, this watch is really kind of cool. Um, however, I th- I think this watch doesn't have a noise on display. I think that's what I tweeted him about. Um, so you know, I I decided that it was therefore not for me. Is it in the comments? No, they released the Tick Watch too. I'm not sure how much better or worse that is, but you know, that, that was my driving decision for this, right? I was like, will it have a noise on display? Because that's what I value so highly in my current watch. And it was a no. So I didn't end up getting one. I do need to replace my current watch though. However, because if I pull up something it was full screen, you might be able to see. Oh, excuse me. There is a dead pixel. Let me uh, turn on autof- autofocus real quick um when i go to do these i disable the autofocus because it screws up a lot of the time let me turn it back on let's do this if i do that let just wait for it to think right nope i'm gonna go out of focus for a second or not apparently i can't control hang on let's camera control focus that's better so if I do this, I love how the proximity to the webcam is making my watch think I'm telling it to shut off. Hey, oh, you can see that dead pixel. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. And, um, you know, luckily due to my standard watch face, you can barely see it 99% of the time. Because, uh, you know, my watch face is mostly black and where that dead pixel is, it's also black. So the fact that it's dead means nothing. However, um, you know, when I'm on something light or if I'm like doing something and I'll I'll sometimes forget about it and that's the worst because then I'll remember about it when I see it. I'm like, Oh God, my watch has a dead pixel, doesn't it? So, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. However, it is uh, a mild frustration. Um, and you know, if a cool new smartwatch appears such as the Huawei watch two, for example, is something I've been considering. Um, in that? Or the, I I considered the um, the Galaxy Gear S3, isn't it? The newest one. Let me check. Yeah, the S3, the S3 Frontier Edition. Um, however, I also decided, sort of soon after, that my next phone probably isn't going to be a Samsung, uh, which is something we'll come back to in a second. It's a topic as well. Um, so because of that, I decided that my next phone won't be a Samsung, and therefore, if I buy the Gear S3, I'll then have to sell it on in, like, six months' time. That just isn't worth it, because there's no point buying a watch, owning it for six months, and then selling it for, like, half the price, because it'll be used by then. So, I'm gonna stick with this until I get my new phone, and then until this dies, probably. Um, because that's the kind of world we live in. What I do want to say, however, is that it's it's a, it's a busy year for Apple. Um, it's interesting because it's not busy in the sense that they're releasing so many cool new things. It's a busy year in the sense that they're releasing more than usual, right? Because most years they just do refreshes of their devices, right? The 6 to the 6S, right? Like if you take like the year of, when would that be? And what is it now? 7S is coming up this year. So that would have been, what, two years ago, right? So two years ago, 2015, would have, was a year where everything they did was refreshes, right? I think they... Did they announce the MacBook in 2015? Let me check. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, they did. So, okay, let's go back two more years. 2013. Um was, you know, the the 5S. Um, And it was a relatively quiet year, right? There wasn't much happening. They refreshed their laptops. They refreshed their phones. Um, They refreshed their tablets. The iPad was out then, yeah. So they probably refreshed that. That was more or less it, right? There wasn't much else going on. This year, however, they're doing that same thing, right? They're refreshing the iPhones. However, they're bringing out free iPhones this year. They also have the iPhone X or the iPhone X or the iPhone Anniversary Edition or what, what whatever it's going to be called. That's also being released on top of the 7 and the 7 sorry, the 7S and the 7S Plus. Nope, not sneezing. Perfect. As well as that, they're, you know, releasing the iMac Pro in December, which isn't strictly speaking a new product but it's kind of a new product. They've taken the iMac and put in some beefier specs. So you know whether or not you determine it to be a new product I guess is down to you. And then they're also releasing the Mac the new Mac pro which is a new product coming 2018 2019. and then on top of that also in December they have the home pod, which you know is their smart speaker which is a, a fully fledged a new device it's it's a busy year but outside of a home pod right n- n- none of these are completely revolutionary products right when the apple watch was first released um it, you know it didn't end up being as revolutionary as probably they hoped and didn't end up being revolutionary at all if anything it was a good testament to apple's pr machine the fact that that was the fact that the apple watch sold at all um However, you know, that was designed to be their next big thing. They're something that they hadn't done before, right? The new Mac Pro may be new, but they've sold pro computers before, right? It's not something they've never done before. The HomePod, however, is. The smart speaker is saying that it'll be the first smart speaker that Apple have ever made. And it'll be interesting uh, because, you know, they're, they're trying to move into the world of AI. And with Siri being you know, a, a distance second best uh, compared to Google Assistant. And with questions being raised about how it will handle not having a screen, because, you know, at, at the Amazon Alexa um, is really good. But if you go to use it on a phone, it doesn't utilize the screen at all. So although it's all right for in a smart speaker, it kind of sucks for on a phone if you use HTCU 11. And it's also not that conversational. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a real toss-up to be done there. And this LTE smartwatch, again, is not a completely new product category, but it is a new product. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. What I find really amusing, though, is that the LTE modems will all be, are all set to be supplied by Intel. Um, this, of course, being because of Apple's ongoing dispute with Qualcomm, the biggest supplier for the iPhones and the iPads. Um I just find that amusing more than anything else. Uh, but Intel, you know, the, the issue, you know, we discussed this in a previous episode. I want to say number five. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, it, it's interesting that Apple now have to do that because we discussed how the Intel chips are roughly half the speed of the Qualcomm chips. So Apple were throttling the Qualcomm chips so that there wasn't sort of an advantage depending on which one you bought. And personally, I found that a really amusing, um, Apple and Qualcomm, Qualcomm especially, definitely doesn't. Um, but yeah, it'll, and we we yet to know for sure. And you know, so it, it's not, conf- you know, none of this is confirmed. Uh, however, I, I see it, I find it extremely difficult to believe that this won't allow you to use, oops, this won't allow you to use your Apple Watch as a completely standalone device with the ability to make phone calls. And all of that jazz, right? Surely, if you've got the LTE chip in there and it's doing that anyway, then you should be able to... Right? Like, you know, does that make sense to you? Right? Like, if you've you've already got the SIM card in your watch, you should be able to use it as a standalone phone. Like, it just just makes sense to me. I, I don't know. We'll see. But soon we shall see. Right. <clears throat> uh, my screen. So this is... I have to... I am going to figure out a way. Can I t- tell it which days? You may have noticed in previous podcasts. You won't have noticed it just now because... Can I? No, I can't. So you won't have noticed it just now because I wasn't actually showing anything live on the screen. But you may have noticed in the last couple of podcasts... Like roughly forty minutes in the the screen turns a touch orange, and that's because sunset occurs and when sunset occurs, my blue light filter um on my screen or night light, I believe it's called yeah night light as it's called in Windows ten automatically is set to turn on and off during sunset and sunrise. so what will happen is you know we'll be in a podcast and we have Paul on, and Paul is just being captured off the screen. So nightlight will come on and it'll dim and I won't notice at first because I'm so used to it happening. But you know we'll be like five minutes after it's gone down, I'll be looking at a white page and I'm like that white looks a bit off. So I'll go in and have to like turn nightlight back back off. I'm like, oh god damn it, that's that's on. So I need to find a way to get it to not turn on on Fridays because I'm doing a podcast uh, on Sunday. Sorry, because of a podcast. Whereas every other day I want it to go down because I like having functioning eyes. You should have functioning eyes. They're good for you. Trust me. <laughs> oh man. Functioning eyes help you see. That's that's we should turn that into an ad. If only pause here. Oh man. Let's see. Uh do 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 do, do. Do 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 oh damn it how does that happen so I was gonna you know let's talk about my next phone because it's a topic as well I love it when this happens it just so happens but it happens if you know what I mean let me fix this real quick ah it's better perfect so it just so happens but it happens it is said that it's um. This is something that isn't in the show notes because I stumbled across this literally ten minutes before we were due to go live, so twenty five minutes before we actually went live. Um, it's said that Android O, uh, whatever it's called, Oreo or oatmeal cookie or um, I don't know, like or- orange sorbet. I guess I I don't know. Yeah, let's go for yeah yeah. I'm sure orange sorbet's great. That- that's a great name. Um, you know, all of these things are expected to... You know, we're expected to get an actual name for it. However, that is expected to happen potentially as early as next week. Um, No one's quite sure what the O will be. However, there have been a couple of sources, mostly uh, Android Police, I believe it was. Um, who said that it might be launching next week for Pixel devices as well as potentially Nexus devices. Which is always great, and you know we've had four developer previews, so it's been expected any time now. And you know next week would put it almost perfectly in terms of a year on from um, what's what I'm looking for. Almost a year on from nougat or nougar, uh, which you know my phone only got back in March. It must have been February March. Which is a big deal because it's my phone is still on 7.0. Like, I am someone who loves having my phone on the cutting edge, right? I love having all my tech, my my Chromebook, which I still need to do a review on. Let me grab it real quick. This thing, right? I use it all the time when I'm not at home. It's literally I've been i I was on this all day today. Um, I was using it, uh, sort of making. I've I've been out all day. I've been in a car for two hours, uh, two and a half hours. The whole time I was using my Chromebook, and I love it, and it's great. However, I love having cutting edge features, and one of those cutting edge features is the 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 app the Google App Store on Chromebooks. However, that's only available in the Dev channel, which if you don't use a Chromebook, there are three channels. There's the stable channel, which most people would use. There's the beta channel, which is you know mostly stable but you know beta and then there's the developer channel which is completely unstable completely for developers you shouldn't be using it in production but i kind of (laughs) was and i have been ever since i i have been since the day i first got this this laptop literally the first thing i did when i bought this is load it up update it see there wasn't a play store and stuck it in developer in the developer channel so i could get the play store and you know i've had very few issues with it up up until the latest update actually so i've had almost zero issues the latest update has meant that occasionally when it starts up it like spazzes out a bit so i have to restart it that's right at startup you know if i've been using it then it's been fine um which is cool and it's it's yeah i i, I don't i don't know what to say that's about it just guys, like actually i know i know where i was taking this Samsung, listen. Samsung, Samsung, Huawei, Honor. Every, everyone who has extremely heavy skins, um, and anyone who doesn't update their phones for, for regardless of reason. Like, guys, come on, seriously, please. Like, especially if you're buying one of these. Right, this phone is not cheap, and I think the single-handedly the biggest reason I w- I am considering or I am probably going to be buying a Pixel 2. Uh, when when that launches in septemberish octoberish um what what was the date i can't remember what point being when that launches the reason i'm most likely going to be buying one of those once this contract once my contract on this runs out in march is because It gets those updates immediately and getting them from Google and there's no one in between. There is no third party. If I had a Pixel, I would have been rocking Android O the moment the first beta dropped. Because it's just what the the, the first preview dropped, I should say. Because it's what I do. I love being on the cutting edge. And I, I, I now, since the whole debate, which if you haven't seen, there's like a five video series on this channel. Go check that out. Um, it's it, it's been a nightmare with Samsung since all that happened. I have been occasionally installing custom ROMs on my phone uh, because you know why not at that po- at this point. Um, but outside of that, it's just difficult to justify anything outside of either a Google device or an Apple device because everything else is just so late to update, but it is a potential security risk. Now, luckily, let me check. I I got a security update like two days ago for this phone. I literally go into my phone and into like software update on a near daily basis. That's like how, how desperate I am, I guess, if you want to call it that, to be on the cutting edge. So if I go into, where will it be? About device? Yeah, about device software info. Uh... Yeah, so the, the Android security patch level is the 1st of July, which is the latest one, I believe. However, I only got that two days ago, and it's now August, and I'm pretty sure the August one dropped yesterday, actually. Um, let me check that. That's if we... Uh, Android security patch oh, patch level. Uh, if we go in to the first one just so we can go So July dropped when did this drop? Come on So July dropped on the fifth of July. Um let's see if we go to overview will that say anything? Nope. Android security patch. So yeah, it, it it's yet to be announced. So it is on the latest. Um Interestingly though, the August 2017 one, and you know, you're, you're seeing this on here, so I'm on Android Sage. It um, says so say, Samsung got the August 2017 security patch before Google on the J7, it seems. Which is bizarre, because it's only on one phone. Um, with everything else on the July patch, which, yeah, which was two days ago. Um, it's really bizarre, and... Yeah, I don't know where to, it's it's like, really Samsung, you you expect me to believe that you have all of these resources and you can't at least keep the phones up to date with security. Like that, that was the first update I'd gotten in like three months. Before then, it was on March or April, I want to say. So, you know, like, really, really guys? Like, come on, like, you have to up your game just a touch it's on Android 7.0 which isn't even near being the most recent version the latest being 7.2.2 I believe? Let me double-check that Android versions because when they ramp... uh, 7.1.2 is the latest so yeah, 7.1 came out October 2016, which was um, around the t- or just before Samsung announced their beta uh, project for the uh, S7 and S7 Edge, and their beta actually ran Android 7.1 and 7.1.1. However, you know when and and they did say that they were going to drop it with 7.1. However, when it rolled around, it ended up being 7.0, which is really bizarre. And it's still 7.0. Like, where did this beta code go? Who knows? Because in beta it was 7.1. So why isn't it now? Is it because something happened? Is it because of a note situation? And they kind of dialed back on that. I I would assume so. But it's just really bizarre. They didn't. Ha- they don't have the latest version of android on their sort of you know on their just over a year old phone alas i am not samsung and that is not something i can control what i can control however is that if i go to xda let's take a look at some we if we hop over to xda give us a second i am pummeling my mobile data right now and if we go to do do, do do, do, do. SM Edge Exynos is one I'm after. I believe. Yeah, yeah, Exynos. Because that's the uh global one. And if we look at let's see what we have here. You can see there are so many ROMs. Uh lineage OS 7. Point, which is, you know, I believe that's 7.1.1, yeah it is. Um. So I I I can't help but feel like I'm going to end up yeah. Resur- Resurrection Remake one of my favourite ROMs in general. Have that's I've actually got that running on my OnePlus One, which is still my go-to uh, backup device. I actually have it still running, and I'm really tempted to do a video, and I probably will at some point comparing my OnePlus One to the OnePlus Five. Um. Because, you know, I, I love my OnePlus One, and with a custom ROM installed on it, but it's very bare-bones, uh, such as Res- Resurrection Remix, it runs remarkably smoothly. And actually, I've had occasions where it runs smoother than my S7 Edge, uh, purely because of all the bloat that is TouchWiz. So, you know, uh, sorry, not TouchWiz, they renamed it, didn't they? It's now called, hang on, I've forgotten. What's it called now? Is it still called? Is it still called TouchWiz? I think it might be. I've forgotten. That's not good. I don't think it's still called TouchWiz. Grace, Grace UX. Yeah, TouchWiz Grace uh, UX user experience. Yeah, let's let's call it Grace. It's it's called TouchWiz Grace. Um, but yeah, it's bizarre to say the least. And it's the situation we live in, so I will be buying a Pixel 2, probably, and we shall see... Ooh, that was a- I'm not sure if you heard that, my ankle just clicked massively. Did not need that. But yeah, it's it's the Pixel 2, it's expected to have a bezel-less, or a mostly bezel-less display, much like the S7S S7 Edge, but it won't be curved, which, you know, is... As much as I like the curve, it's not make or break for me. The fact it has no headphone jack does really annoy me and that makes me consider it's it's rumoured to not have a headphone jack, I should say. So well that yet that's yet to be seen. I, I'm going to be, you know once once this device comes out and we know everything for sure, that's when I'll make my decision. However, it's it's looking good providing they include like that's that's the only hiccup I have on this device. Like, if it had a headphone jack, I'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, there's nothing stopping me from buying this. Um, so, we'll see. And, you know, the reason the lack of a headphone jack annoys me isn't because I'm using it to play music. I have wireless Bird X3s that I use to, for most of my music consumption. Uh, it's because I use the headphone jack for other things as well as... Um, as well as listening to music with a 3d printer that I have that connects to my phone and then you know things like uh, remotes and the I have a gimbal that's coming that's from Kickstarter I'm doing a video about it's arriving on Tuesday. let's see where it is real quick uh, because I'm not sure. I believe it's arriving on Tuesday. I kickstarted it paid 50 euro uh, 50 pounds for it. You can now go to the website and buy it if you want, and it's like 250 euros. So, you know, I think I got that Kickstarter deal as such, which is cool. Let's see where this thing is. In transit. It is currently in Frankfurt, Deutschland. It's in Germany. It's uh, due to arrive on Tuesday, which is cool because... Sorry about that. We're back now. It seems um, we seem to have randomly dropped off there. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what happened. Uh, luckily it was temporary. It only seems to have lasted, a couple of, sec a few seconds, like half, half a minute. I was about to say half an hour. And I was like, nope, that's not it. Half a minute, about thirty seconds. So it's not too bad. We're we're back now, so that's good. I'm not sure what caused it though. My um, I I, I looked down and my upload rate had dropped to zero bits per second uh so i kind of stopped talking to see if it was just being annoying and then i got a little notification being like connection has dropped we're all dying it didn't say that we we are all dying though but it didn't specify that specifically um but yeah (laughs) we're we're here now we're back again i just um what's that say yeah I, i just Disconnect and reconnect to my phone, and now I'm fine. It's really bizarre, but whatever. We're back to podcasting, 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 podcasting. What am I on? Who knows? Elsewhere. Oh God. Oh, actually, I will. What I will mention real quick: the S8 and the S8 Plus. Uh, recently, and by recently, I mean at some point this week, I believe, got the server side. Click of the switch, which has now allowed them... Let me just check when this happened... S8 Daydream... Which has meant that they now have Daydream... Yeah, it was earlier this week, uh, a couple days ago. So it now supports Daydream VR, which means that the Google Pixel isn't the only one that supports Daydream, which is great, and it's cool, and means that you can use Daydream with your Samsung phone, um, which is also cool if you like VR I have I am um, I think it's downstairs is my VR viewer downstairs I think it is I have a VR viewer that is completely unused like I'll use it like for like 10 minutes and then I'll forget it exists for like six months and then I'll use it for 10 minutes again which probably isn't the way that OnePlus because it's it, it's a OnePlus it was a Collaboration between OnePlus and Ant VR. I'm sure that's not the way they hoped I'd use it, but I did use it when they launched their phone. So you know, we did a video about that. We did—I believe it was a live stream, actually. I think I live streamed me wearing that headset. <laughs> it, I remember it being the weirdest thing, but it was just so funny. Just me in VR doing the whole like, "Oh, look, there's a OnePlus phone." And doing that whole launch. Um, it's for One 3, if I recall correctly, so that would have been what, like over a year ago now. God, time flies, does it not? Can we take a moment to appreciate how quickly time goes? It's just constantly chugging along, never stopping, never waiting, always going. <laughs> oh, man. But remember, guys, you can. Hang on, I need to, I need to like, get in position for this. Remember guys, you can do so much more with your time. Oh, oh, hang on. I'm going to stay here. There's like a cool breeze. It just kept... it's really warm in this room. And the the window that is behind those two lights are on. Uh, are on is open. I think I just got whatever. But the, the the window is open and it's behind those two lights and there's just this cool breeze of air. And that's exactly what I need because it's really warm in this room. It's recenter. Wrong kind of recentering. This is, this place becomes really weird when I'm on my own. This is why no one should ever leave me to podcast alone. It just it becomes a really dark place. Not even dark, just bizarre, just odd, on so many levels. Oh, man. So what else, What other topics do we have? I guess I'm obliged to cover the Marcus Hutchins situation because, you know, it's it's in the title of this video. So I should at least cover this. Um, not before I fix some spacing in another topic, though. That's better. Um, so Marcus Hutchins, better known as Malware Tech Blog, has been arrested. Uh, he was in the US. Um, let, actually, let's let's cover this from the beginning. He was—he mysteriously disappeared. He was supposed to be boarding a plane to get back to the UK last uh, earlier this week, I should say. He had been at Las Vegas at DefCon and Black Hat, attending as a employee of the company he works for, doing cyber security stuff, um, and it, it, it's 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 not been the best of times for Marcus Hutchins. He was detained on his he literally on his way onto the plane so you know he'd been there for like a week and a half and as he went to get on the plane they were like uh, actually the FBI decided to swoop in and pick him up and not give him a lift home um, he has been uh, one of his friends told Motherboard that they'd been trying to get in contact with him for 18 hours and nobody was sure where he'd been taken they they weren't sure why he'd been arrested and had no idea where in the U.S. he was. They it had been claimed that he was detained at the Henderson detention center in Nevada. However, when they were asked to comment, they said that they only kept records on current detainees and that he was no and if he had been there, then he was lo- that he was no longer there, um, and he'd been moved to an undisclosed location. Since then, he has surfaced. I say he has surfaced like it was his own choosing, right? He, uh, he has a he appeared in front of a court where his lawyer was given like half an hour to come up with a defence. Um, he was granted a twenty three thousand pound or thirty thousand dollar bail, but the hearing was last thing on a Friday and had mere moments to get the money together. And by the time they had, the court had closed, and because the court had closed and it was a Friday, they weren't opening until Monday, so he couldn't pay the bail and has actually spent this weekend in prison. Which is not fun to say the least. Um now if you're wondering, George, why why is Marcus Hutchins, aka Malware Tech Blog the guy who literally saved the US from WannaCry? uh, single-handedly, although by mistake, and he didn't, he didn't know what he was doing at the time. It's basically what he did, right? Well, it's, he's been accused of, um, wait, let me, let me, let me, let me get, let me get the exact words, because I don't want to, I don't want to mess this up, you know? It's, just, it's important. Ah, uh, la 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 George was sympathetic, um, Oops. Let me actually let me pull you in on this. So this is the BBC News article. Um so it was there was a piece of where is it? The soft I can't fucking remember the name of the software. Um where is this? What's the name of the software? So basically it was a um piece of malware. Was it malware? Was, hang on, I can't. Oh, it was literally in the second line. So, six charges of creating and distributing the Kronos malware. Now, Kronos was designed to attack banking systems, um, going in and stealing information about... Uh, what's the one I'm looking for? About, it was like, still pin numbers and credit card information. Um. Yeah, it's really bizarre. This is like it. It just seems a bit dodgy that the FBI turned up as he was about to get on his plane, and were like, "Actually, sir, can you come with us? We know you've been here for basically two weeks, but we need you to c- come with us." You have to remember, this is a guy who was, you know, he he was li- he was having a good time in Vegas, right? I'm I'm not gonna be like, oh, he was in Vegas, and suffering for two weeks, and now they've thrown him in jail. You know, he, he was having a good time, there there was, he, he had a friend, and this is, the tweet is in the show notes, because I f- think it's very important to give context, there's been, there's been a lot of misreported facts, mostly because people had no idea what was going on. Uh, so, you know, this guy has, you know, he, he I think, when, when the whole malware tech When Marcus went, became famous, it was an interesting story because, you know, people were taking really crazy things out of it when they first discovered who he was. You know, they were like, oh my god, this guy really loves pizza, and he lives at home with his parents, right? But, you know, this guy, he he chooses to live at home with his parents, right? It's just because you're with, you enjoy being with your parents doesn't necessarily mean that you couldn't afford not to, if you get what I mean. Um, but yeah, so he was—he stayed in a villa, which was free, and then he, he—you know—someone else rented the Lamborghini he was in whilst there. Um, and you know all this stuff that everyone was like, "Oh my god, this guy is an elite hacker who lives at home with his parents and had like ridiculous things whilst in Vegas." right? And it's just crazy. Interestingly, point four was really amusing. Um, You might want to, I think it's been mentioned in the replies, but you may want to rephrase point four. But um, they tried to make sure that he couldn't post bail. And one of the things they cited was the fact that he'd been seen at a shooting range. However, it was a range that was literally designed for tourists, the idea being that if you're a tourist in America and you want to see what shooting guns feels like, come here and you'll see what it's like. It's not like he was out and about shooting random guns. Like, ha oh, this is fun. Um, interestingly, um, the, the US claims, and if I pull this back up, they claim that they have, where is it? They claim that he pleaded guilty at some point. Um, or n- not that he pleaded guilty, but that he would admitted it. Ooh, um, oops yeah ha- yeah um uh, yeah so the u.s prosecutors say that British computer had admitted to creating the software however if you look go back and look at his twitter um he actually just discuss he discusses that he's researching it and that he asks people if they have any of the source code so that he can take a look through it and understand what this code is which makes me think he isn't you know d- distributing it. If you're like, hey, can you can I see what it looks like? Do you have it so I can see? Doesn't make me think he's one selling it, but you know it's it, it'll be interesting. We'll we'll see what comes of this. Um, but yeah, it's it's bizarre, right? So he had no lawyer for forty eight hours. He's his um, attorney has said he will not be pleading guilty. He which is or he will be pleading not guilty. I should say to phrase it slightly better. Which. You know, makes sense on multiple accounts, especially if he's not guilty. <laughs> Outside of that, there is a crowdfunding campaign, which I will um, I'll give a link to that in a second. Um, and he's going to be picked up on Monday um, with his lawyers, and I, I ho- you know, I hope he's well. He he seems like a genuinely nice guy. I've he's also someone I have had I have been lucky enough to have an occasional Twitter encounter with. Along with um, Swift on security, a couple of people who a lot of what they say. Let me let me pull them up real quick. Swift on security. This person, right? Like I have a lot of the time they're tweeting stuff that I like goes completely over my head in terms of security, but it's something that I have like this interest in, and you know, like when I do occasionally understand something, I'm like, hey, I understand it, and I'm like, look how cool I am. <laughs> Because, you know, this is how you become cool, by understanding cyber security. But, you know, it's, um... It's something I've an interest in and I'd like to know more about. So there were two people I really covered. Um, tech blog. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, you can see the last thing he tweeted was three days ago. Um. And I think he'd been... He'd been tweeting about, like, yeah, about, uh, Get on the plane and and stuff like yeah. It's just oh, what 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 can I say right it's 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 crazy if you ask me. Um, however, I am not being asked, so oh well. <laughs> oh man, uh, we'll 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 see what comes of this. I I as I I I assume he's innocent, in the sense because I like to think I know. You know, let's get real for a second. The internet is one of those places where it's so personal. There's so much more of a conversation. Unlike when you watch something on TV, there's a bit more... there's, there's There's a conversation going on that doesn't happen there. And so... You feel a bit more personal. The connection feels a bit more personal. I think YouTube does this as well because you can comment and then the creators can comment back. So if, if you comment something on this video or on any video, I'll try to get back to you providing, but it's relevant and something conversational. Um, and and you feel like you know that person a bit more than you would if they were just on TV. And I feel like I know... Oops. I feel like I know Mark Hutchins more than if he was just some guy on TV and I'm I like to hope and I like to think that he is innocent in all of this and it is just a misunderstanding um, but, but you know there's due process that has to be taken um, as oh I, I mentioned I was going to if if you do want to um, donate there has been a legal defense fund set up uh via law pay the link is in the description um it's secure.lawpay.com slash pages slash uh t o r e k e land slash hutchins ldf um i have set up a short version of that it's it it just redirects to, that's all it does it's just a redirect so you can go to smpy.tech slash hutchins ldf ldf standing for legal defense fund So, um, smpy.tech slash Hutchins LDF, if you wish to donate, um, it, it, you know, that's not a matter of whether he's innocent or guilty. That's a matter of him being enabled to have a fair trial. And it's, it is something I think everyone deserves, um, regardless of your personal opinions, um, he, he should still be tried to, to, you know, to, to make sure as such, we, we shouldn't be just sort of running around hoping they're guilty um, or, or maybe even like, you know, like assuming they're guilty um, because they have a mild relation to this situation. and in in you know us end on a high note really quickly i have to disappear in 15 minutes to record that interview and i'd like to rest my voice for like 2 seconds before that so really really quickly i will also mention in slightly better news um i say better news it's 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 bizarre nsa the nsa have been have um, been confirmed to have unlawfully surveilled kim.com uh, this is back in 2013, uh, 2012, I should say, uh, when he was being surveilled for mega storage. Um, the NSA and the GCSB, which are New Zealand's version of the NSA, had been in a joint surveillance operation called Operation Debut. Surveillance was supposed to end on January 2012, however, the US cons- continued to use. New Zealand's technology. Now, how that happened, I'm not quite sure. Uh, New Zealand claim that they, or actually say the GCSB claim that they didn't know anything about it, but that raises the question of how the hell were the US using that technology and why didn't why didn't the GCSB have a way of finding out? Like, uh, that's, it just seems a bit odd, um, but it is a thing, and because of that, he's set to receive um, his four containers full of of seized property, um, this case has been going on since 2013. He has denied the charges ever since they were first uh, brought onto him. He's currently in New Zealand with um, with the U.S. government trying to extradite him into the U.S. so that he can be tried. Uh, it hasn't worked. If you can't tell yet, and interestingly. Uh, he has since released another cloud storage service called Mega, which I use all the time. Um, Mega has been encrypted, so the government or third party spies can't invade users. And can we just take a second to appreciate the fact is he changed his name to Kim.com? And if you go to Kim.com, you will find out about Kim.com. Like, is that not just great? Is, is that not the best thing ever? Because I feel like it is, right? Like, come on. Surely. Just just a little bit. You have to remember this is the guy who started up his own political party, uh, the Internet Party, I believe they're called. Uh Internet Party. Yep, yeah, the uh New Zealand Internet Party uh started up by Kim himself. And you also have to remember that Kim dot released an album, man. He's he he's dropped some he's he's dropped them song. He's dropped a hot mixtape. How many songs are on this album? I'm not quite sure. I can't remember. It's 140 megs. So I would I would guesstimate like 10 to 12 songs probably. But the, the fact that he has literally released... Like, just let's be honest, right? He probably did it for the fun of it, right? Uh, he, he called Good Times. And then he has like, you know, his website, which is, you know, kim.com. Uh, you know there's like a dramatized version of a whole raid situation uh where th- when the you know the footage from the raid it's it's just a f- it's it's you know how is it not amusing right because i i think it is i like i i feel bad for kim.com because he's sort of been made the villain of the US government it's just so funny, like it's a little bit funny. I'd I'd love to have a chat with Kim. dot com. He's he he seems like the kind of guy who does stuff for fun, um, in a way that I wish I could. And it's inter- It's really funny that if if we pull this up, you can see uh, Kim. dot com. Uh, you can't hear this because the sound is off, and that's probably a good thing. Uh, you can see that that's not actually Barack Obama. Um, but you know, like, it's just so funny, like, the the whole, the whole situation, the whole everything is just, like, how did we get here, how, how is this a thing that has happened, but it is, and it's hilarious, and Kim.com is great, but yeah, that's, that's basically it, that is, this week's podcast unfortunately our guest couldn't make it and we had some mild internet issues so even if he did i think we'd have struggled to make it work so you know what we'll have him on potentially next week next week is the last show before i go off to georgia so uh is it yes it is because i go off literally the next day um i will be taking my laptop with me and i will be doing the podcast from georgia but i will see you guys here uh, at a regular time of 8pm British Summertime every Sunday, um, come say hi, it's a live show, I like chatting to you guys in the chat because it's always fun to get your perspective on things, talk about things you want to talk about, hear about what you guys are doing, so come check this out, 8pm British Summertime every Sunday, smpy.tech slash live you can go to slash podcast to see the whole feed of previous podcasts if you own a ios device you can go to slash iTunes on your ios device to open it up in the iTunes app if not you can go to any of your favorite podcast aggregator services and just search for the snappy tech podcast and it will come right up and you can get each episode as soon as it's uploaded which is You know, usually within an hour of the live show finishing, depending on the situation. In this case, it'll be a bit later because I've got that interview, um, but it will be up before midnight. So if you're listening to this, congrats. If not, oh, if you liked this, though, do hit like, do subscribe, do check out our videos. We've got some cool videos in the works. We've got some stuff I want to talk about. I want to release specifically around AI and automation in the coming week. And yeah, it's it, it's so much fun stuff. So come take a look and we will see you guys next week for next week's podcast, where we'll be talking about next week's news. Who'd guest? Bye.